Well, um, we uh, are, like Ben said, continuing the uh, the Entertainment Weekly series. Uh, we've uh, talked about a few movies. Uh, Dusty talked about uh, The Little Giants when we were at the campsite and uh, how you could apply biblical principles from that movie. Albie talked about Mean Girls last week. Uh, did an awesome job. So uh, this week I'm throwing back to before I was born for my movie. Ben asked me this morning on the way to church if I was using a clip from Talladega Nights, and I was like, no. It's actually from Willy Wonka. He did that one time uh, whenever they were saying the prayer at the table. Ben used that as a clip with an edited version, of course. But um, today we're going to look at uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the old school version with Gene Wilder. Um, a lot of kids in that, a lot of annoying kids, right? Yeah, so this morning we're going to look at Veruca Salts, the rich, spoiled one, okay? So I'm going to show a clip, and you all can watch it, and then uh, we'll dig in. Hey, Daddy, I want a golden goose. Here we go again. All right, sweetheart, all right. Daddy will get you a golden goose as soon as we get home. No, I want one of those. Wonka, how much do you want for the golden goose? They're not for sale. Name your price. She can't have one. Who says I can't? I want a party, pink macaroons and a million balloons and performing baboons and give it to me now. I want the world, I want the whole world. I want to lock it all up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate, give it to me now. I want today, I want tomorrow. I want to wear them like braids in my hair and I don't want to share them. party with roomfuls of laughter, 10,000 tons of ice cream, and if I don't get the things I am after, I'm going to scream. I want the works, I want the whole works, presents and prizes and sweets and surprises of all shapes and and now, don't care how I want it now. Don't care how I want it now. She was a bad egg. Where's she gone? Where all the other bad eggs go? Down the garbage chute. Oh, the garbage chute. <laughs> where, where did it lead to? To the furnace. <laughs> the furnace! <laughs> Should be sizzled like a sausage. Well, not necessarily. She could be stuck just inside the tube. Inside the... Hold on! Veruca! Sweetheart! Daddy's coming! And probably the fight, my favorite part of that is like, she'll sizzle like a sausage. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole thing. And, um... 
the little uh, bit of bipolar, you know, when she's like, and she just chills out. Um, so good at good and bad eggs. So I'm not going to talk very long um, this morning. I, I'm glad I still have a voice because I was kind of worried after last night and singing a couple times and then preaching that I wouldn't be able to have, to have much of a voice. So I'm not going to talk too long. But uh, as I was looking at that video, I don't know, that, that just came to me a couple weeks ago. and I don't, it, it had to be a God thing because I haven't even watched that movie in forever. And it just, it just hit about the egg scene. So um, I was like, well, that's what I'm going to use then. And then I've just picked out just three points, uh, not necessarily go together, but just things that, that we can get from this video that we can apply to our lives since that's, that's what we're doing is, is looking at entertainment and applying that to our lives. And I'm just going to leave that up there the whole time so you can see the bad egg um, and sizzle like a sausage. And then if you all want, after service is over, I'll sing that song just like her, but better accent and all. Um, but uh, one of the things, the first things that popped out uh, is uh, parents don't let your kids rule over you. You are the parent. There's nothing wrong with telling your kid no every once in a while. And that that's super extreme, obviously, but there are parents out there like that. Whatever you want, I, anything's for sale, I can buy anything, I'll give you anything. And then we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit. But... Um, Parents, don't let your kids rule over. You're the parent. Be the parent. And um, we don't have children, but when school starts back, I spend more time around people's kids sometimes than they do, depending on their work schedule or if they even have them. Uh, but I learn a lot. I see a lot. I hear a lot. And then where Ben and I pastor church, people are always asking us for parenting advice. So we've, through the years, we've seen and heard every, we, we have seen and heard it all. But um, parents, don't let your kids rule over you. And uh, this is just something I was thinking of. Chris Hodges, he's the pastor at a Church of the Highlands in Birmingham. And I know he's not the first person to say this, but it was in a book of his that I read a couple years ago, and it says, We judge others by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by, our, by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. So pretty much, somebody, if Greg does something, I don't care what he was thinking. I'm just going to speak what, what I've seen him do and what effect I think it has. But whenever we do the same thing, it's like, well, the reason I did this was because of this, and I meant for this to happen, I meant for this. But a lot of times we, we don't judge people the same way that we judge ourselves. We're like, oh, man, that was bad. But when we look at ourselves, it's like, well, I, I meant for this to happen. So that, that's something that we need to do to remember that uh, we don't know what somebody's thinking, and we need to show grace because obviously we need grace a lot. But it's really easy to love someone that's yours and disregard the things they do. But when another child or adult does the same thing, it's annoying and unacceptable. And that, that's just kind of taking that Chris Hodges quote and put it in perspective. Sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, even if it's not to the extreme that this, and I don't think it is with anybody here, but your kids can do stuff, and you're going to let them get away with stuff because you love them or you've got that connection in your heart. If somebody else's kid does it, it's like, holy crap, they're annoying. They need to bust their rear end. But sometimes we forget that our kid's just as annoying. And I, I was, I'll see parents come in for parties at school, and um, they'll be like, oh, I can't believe their kid's doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching their kid throw the most ungodly fit right there. But it's, it's a heart connection. And the thing that I was just thinking, we're all God's kids. And he looks at us like a father in every way. 
Greg might do something, but he loves him. Sammy might do something, but he loves him. We're, we're all the same and all on that same level. And just, you know, just sometimes just because you think your kid or yourself, you might think that, well, it's okay and it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's annoying the crap out of somebody. I mean, we're all annoying sometimes, just going to be honest. But um, just that is something that you need to think as far as showing grace, and I need to think too, is that when someone is doing something annoying, try to have that grace you would if it's your kid. Because whenever you love something so much, blinded by the light, blinded by the light, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're blinded by love. And sometimes even in our own lives, we got so much crap and junk going on. It's just, we can't, I don't even know how we see anything to even function. But um, ju- just keep that in mind that, that we need to judge everyone by their intentions, not just their actions, because we never know what somebody's going through. Um, just a couple of scriptures on that. Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. Even adults, if somebody corrects you, do you like it? No. It's, it's human nature. I, nobody's going to tell me what to do. But this is the thing. This is how you find out if you're, if, you've really got, if you're really after God's heart, is if you receive that correction and you use it for good, like the Bible says. So and it made me think, too, parents are like, anybody ever got a spanking or got something? And the parents are like, it's going to hurt me more than you. That is such a lie. The reason they say that is because they want to remove some guilt off of them. Because if somebody busts you in, it's going to hurt for a while or does whatever. But, oh, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. That's just, I'm just going to be honest, that's just so people can get that guilt off of them. But the Bible teaches this stuff that no discipline is enjoy. None of it's fun. It's not fun at all. But the thing is, it's staying in that right path and using it for the good. Using it to better yourself. Using it to just to be a better person and to do more. Another scripture, Proverbs 13, 24. Everybody knows this one. You might not know the number, but you'll know it when I start saying it. Those who spare the rod. What's the saying, spare the rod? Spoil the child. So it says, those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. So if you don't discipline your children, the Bible says you hate them. You're not loving them enough to correct them. People say, well, I love my baby. I couldn't do anything wrong. Well, look how it worked out for Mr. Saltz. They're both on the way to the furnace. Sizzle like a sausage. Okay, so um, discipline. Nothing wrong with it. Right, Dolly? We got a, got a bust, and I've seen them girls, man. It hurt me. That one really did hurt me, some of the one, but it didn't hurt Cajun, man. She kept trucking like a bulldozer. <laughs> and I'll just throw this out here because I see a lot of – a lot of times parents are like, when it's not their kid, they're like, well, they don't get any whippings at home. Some of them you can't beat it out of. I'm just being honest. There, I mean, there's some kids. I seen one down at Garrison. They're not riding a bicycle from Bentleyville at 10 o'clock at night, and you couldn't beat it out of them. So, you know, just, but you don't want to do the rod too much because sometimes it's not going to make a difference. It's not going to work, and then, like, CPS will be there, so don't do that. Child Protective Services, if you don't know. So uh, number two, this is a now society that we live in. We just need to slow down and be patient. This is a now society. I want it now. How many of we have all said that, I want it now? If you hadn't said it, you thought it. You want a vehicle, you want a race car. 
you want a trip to New York, you want a new guitar, you want another babysitter so you can get some time yourself. <laughs> I could go around the room and I could, just because we, we know each other so well. But um, it's a now society that we live in. It is instant. And, like, even, I'm going to be honest, we order something on Amazon Prime, we get mad that it takes two days to get there. I want it now. I need it now. Um, but it's a, it's a now society that we live in. But the thing is, God's Word teaches us to be patient and wait and seek and ask Him. Um, you don't want to be a bad egg, but she's like, I want it now. She wants it now. She wants it. We all do that. Um, it's in our nature, and, and the things that I want you to ask yourself with that is if something's going on, is it a need or is it a want? Okay, so a need is something that you have to have. We've got to have shelter. We've got to have food. We've got to have clothing. Thank God for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and God doesn't, God wants us to have wants too, but the thing is whenever we start putting those wants above giving to him and our time with him and everything else. So that's something. Is it a need or a want? Um, if we're in trouble and need something now, what do we do? Sometimes it's just like, well, I'm just going to buy that. Sometimes we might not make good financial decisions. Well, I'm just going to, since, since this ain't happening right now, I'm just going to do this on my own. Um, and that's happened countless times in the Bible. One thing that comes to mind is when Abram, God promised him that he was going to have a son. And it wasn't happening as quick as he wanted. So his wife says, here, sleep with my servant. And then they had who? Ishmael. Who, who's Ishmael today? The whole Arab nation. All that, when they're tearing up Jack, that was because of one bad choice has been impacting the whole world for a couple thousand years. Now, I don't know if anybody in here is that special to make one decision that's going to make that much an effect. But we get in a hurry, we get patient, and man, we really mess things up. So um, pray about it. And I know that sounds cheesy because if somebody's you're having a bad time, the last thing you want to hear is, well, just pray about it. You, want, you just want to punch them in the face with the love of Jesus. And something I found, if you add with the love of Jesus, you can say a lot of stuff. Jason, I'm going to smack you with the love of Jesus. Dad, I'm going to borrow $100 from you with the love of Jesus, but I ain't going to pay it back. So, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff, but um, just some quick scriptures on that. Micah 7.7, 7. Micah was a minor prophet in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Um, Micah says, as for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. He's believing that. And like the songs that we sing on Sunday, they're not just songs. It's not a concert. I don't want you all just to be like, oh, well, they're singing again. And I really wish, like, Dusty or somebody else would have been here this week so I didn't have to do both. But when we sing those songs, we sing those with confidence, like that song about we're here for you, come and do what you do. Sing that like you believe it, that God, God can do miracles. And um, any, that's with anything. I mean, any song, I, I, I'm really picky about songs. K-Love Radio is a good thing, but I kind of hate it too because it's like a Christian key FM. They just play all the hits. So a lot of times I'll just get like on Pandora and just get on a worship station or something. But um, I'm very picky about the songs that we do just because I don't want to just sing it. I want to sing it because I, get, I can feel it in my spirit and my heart. But so when we're singing those songs, be confident about them. Pray with confidence, believing that God's going to 
going to answer you. Uh, Romans 5, verses 3 and 4, it says, We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. Nobody in here's run into problems or trials, have they? Yeah, you all, you all look like a pretty winning group. For we know that they help us develop endurance. So the more problems you have, it's going to help you get tougher. The more you go through, you're going to be tougher. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. The more stuff you go through, it, it, it's a bigger picture. It, it's got a purpose. It's helping you. And so even if you think, I have no clue, maybe it's for somebody that, you know, you're going to be helping somebody else. And I told him at Vanceburg, I hate, I didn't say hate there, but I do hate it. I hate when people say, well, everything happens for a reason. That's nowhere in, that's where, nowhere in the Bible at all, at all. But it, and there was some horrific thing that happens. It's people, what, well, everything happens for a reason. And I'm just, I'm just going to be honest, a, a child was beat to death. Well, everything happens for a reason. Shut up. Good Lord, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, the Bible says that it, for everything there is a season. So that means there's going to be there's going to be death. There's going to be life. And I'm not saying you go around there. Well, for everything that is a season, but that, it's just part. What that's saying is it's a part of life. It's not so much that it happens for a reason, but when man sinned, all that stuff entered in the world, and it's man's fault. So again, because of one decision, thousands of years ago, we've got death. We've got cancer. We've got violence. We have all this stuff. It's created a butterfly effect and changed everything. But God can. I have this scripture, and um, Donna made it for me a couple of years ago, Romans 8, 28, and I've got it above my desk in my office at home. And just pretty much condensing it down. God takes stuff, and if you'll give it to him, he'll work it together for the good, for those that love God, okay? So the junk that you went through as a child, the junk you went through as an adult, the change, the bondage, God can take that. If you'll give it to him and lay at his feet and make something awesome. It wasn't his will for all these things to happen. That stuff happened because the man sinned. But um, God can take anything. He can take a mess and make a miracle, as I've heard people say before. Another scripture, Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. So don't get tired of doing what's good. You may think that it's pointless um dead end don't get tired it goes on to say at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up okay and there are sometimes i'm very thankful for where we're at at bethesda and i love all the people but there are sometimes when it just feels like oh my gosh does anything even matter what in the world because <laughs> i feel like i'm spinning my tires and we're not getting anywhere and i got a message I don't know. I've been running around like crazy this week, but I got a message about somebody wanting to call, and I've not talked to the person in, in a few. It's been several years since I've been around. I've talked to them. I followed them on Facebook. But um, they're in a mess, and uh, a couple hours away, and they were just like, I don't I don't know what else to do. And I know you guys helped me before, um, and they were even contemplating suicide. And so we got on the phone with them, I think Thursday night real late after I'd finally got in, and um, trying to work with them on getting them set up to a Hope Home in Ashland, Pastor Andrew. But the stuff like that makes you realize whenever you do something that seems so bizarre five years ago, 
and then it doesn't look like there's any fruit at all from it, and all of a sudden there's that opportunity that somebody says, look, you all have made a difference. I've messed up, but I need to. So we never know. That's why it's so important to listen to the voice of God and, and remember to be patient and love, and we're all God's kids. So we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So don't get weary in well-doing. Don't give up. Last point, um, we all get what we have coming to us in this life or the next. Okay, and I'm not talking about you're going to come back as like a sacred cow in your next life or anything like that, but eternally. So if you're good at, I mean, just kind of sounding cliche, if you're a good egg, where are you going to go? It's not a trick question. Hot skillet, yeah. If you're a good egg, you'll be in heaven. If you're a bad egg, you want to hell. You'll, you'll sizzle like a sausage in a furnace. All right, so everything that we do is going towards an end result, whether we realize it or not. Every idle word, everything spoken, every action. And I'm not telling you that because I'm perfect, because I'm not. Sometimes I just really want to punch people. Just being honest. I want to have a family dollar moment. Don't laugh. Just go off. Um, and people, a lot of times, they'll say, oh, well, karma's coming. Well, let me tell you, the Word of God and Scripture was around way before Buddha ever came around. And people always like, well, karma's going to get you. Okay, thank you, Buddhist. I appreciate that. But the Bible is very clear. That, that all comes from reaping what you sow. People are like, well, karma, no, it's Scripture, but if you want me to tell you about Jesus, I'll share it with you. But um, we may reap what we sow in this life, or it may be in eternity. So what are you sowing? Are you good egg or bad egg? So what are you sowing daily? What are you doing to build yourself up in your relationship with God? And what are you doing to uh, help another grow in their relationship with God? That's, that's what it you know, boils down to. Um, what are you doing? It's not about just coming on Sundays and, and getting the feel-goods, as we call it, the warm and fuzzies. I had somebody tell me in Middlesbrough one time, well, it's like when you get to warm and fuzzies. I was like, what in the heck are the warm and fuzzies? But a lot of times people could come to church, and it's like, well, I did my duty. I gave God an hour and 15 minutes this week. I put a little money in the offering plate. I sang a little bit. I did this. And the guys, it's so much more than that. And the thing is, until you realize that God has something more for you to do than your butt warming a seat, you're missing it. And I'm not, I, sometimes I am so tired. The last couple of weeks, school ain't even started back, and I'm already wore out. But there is so much more, and that's just what I want you to get, if anything else. There's stuff in this message, but I want you to get, God, what do I need to be doing more? And it, it's not just about serving in children's church, because you can even get in a routine with that. We need that. But if we're not taking care of ourselves spiritually in our home and work lives, it's not going to matter. And there are strongholds and there are addictions that people are battling even in here today, and you think nobody knows about it? You ain't fooling anybody. God knows. And God can't totally move forward in your life until you give him everything. Not just, God, I'm going to give you an hour on Sunday, but I'm going to live for me and do what I do through the week. And I'm going to, man, you can't do that. God, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of, you got to give him your money. Guess what, guys? The money ain't yours. Not yours at all. And we don't talk a lot about tithes and offerings and all that. 
But let me tell you something. If you give God 10%, start out with something small, but if you start giving that, money comes in from places. I can't explain how it happens, but when you give God your money, when you give him your resources, when you give him your time, when you give him your talent, when you give him your treasures, that's when he starts moving. If you, if you want to move, start laying down the stuff in your life that you're trying to hold on to because it, it don't work. It's like, has anybody ever been on a boat and you're trying to get on the dock or on the boat one and, man, it just keeps going further and further and you can't do it? What ends up happening? What happens? Yeah, and you probably, like, pull your groin muscles and about like at the time I fell on the mat. That's why I don't go to work anymore because I got hurt. No, it's not. Cause I, it's because I'm lazy. I'm not going to lie. But you, you can't do both. And I'm telling you, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting your family up for failure when you try to straddle the world and church. And people say, well, but I like this, and I've got it under control. You don't have it under control at all. Don't. I don't have it under control. And every single thing that we do matters in eternity. And I don't want to go to Judgment Day. We did a whole series on the end times, and I don't want God to be like, well, if you just gave me that one little area of your life, you would have led hundreds of the Lord. If you would have just gave me that one little area of your life, I would have saved your old family. If you just would have gave me that one area of your life, I would have, did, I would have rocked your world and did more than you can ever imagine. And it's not judging, because I'm, I'm no better than anybody else. I get angry real easy. People make me mad. just being honest and I'm sure I make people mad because just like I was saying earlier as much as other people get on our nerves guess what I'm a pain in the butt to somebody else so I need to work on that but um just a couple scriptures and then we'll close second Corinthians 9 6 remember this a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop so if you go around sowing bad stuff What's going to come? Bad stuff. If you go around sowing blessing and giving and giving this and giving your time and your talents and your treasures and your resources, that don't mean everything's going to be perfect, but it's going to come back better. The Bible says pretty much you can't give enough. If you do give, he's going to open up the windows of heaven, pour out his blessings. Last scripture, Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. So if you're living for the world, obviously going to be, man, you're going to hell. That's what it's talking about, decay and death. But for those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life in the Spirit. So you're going to be in heaven worshiping Jesus okay and like I said I do not have it all together but there is so much that there's little lessons in everything that we can look even even a Willy Wonka from the 70s it can teach you so much and so this I just want you to think about things in your life that you've not totally let go of whether you're afraid or Afraid of what people will say. You're afraid that you won't be able to do it, but you're not willing to try. Well, I mean, we've all got stuff. 
and then just think about what God could do if you gave him everything. The little things that, that you do that you try to hide. People in your family that's hard to get along with, we've all got those. Whenever we fully give God, what's what's his anyways, really, we're his. Just we don't, he's not going to take us by force, we have to give it. But you got to give him every area of your life. And it's not going to be easy. You can't turn back. That's why it's so important to be in church, because you need to be around a family of believers who can encourage you and who you can take. Man, I'm struggling this week. And um, I know Ben, he talked about when he got saved, he didn't go hang around anybody for like a year or two. And I remember him saying he used to go out to Howie's. And before everybody would start coming out there, you know, to get a little hooty wild, we'll call it, Ben would leave because you can't put yourself in those situations. And so I don't know what, what's holding you back this morning. And you might be border borderline good or bad egg. But I'm staying with you this morning. I just wanna I just wanna pray with you. And um just just close your eyes. I just I just Robert Morris always does this and I like it. But I just want to, you to ask yourself a simple question. Uh what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? So God, what are you what are you saying to me this morning? And just take it just a moment. And just listen to his voice. God, what are, you, what are you speaking to me through this message? While your heads are bowed, I just, I just want to ask uh, just a couple questions so I can pray for you today and this week. My name. I won't call you out here or anything. But um, if you think that or feel that you need some prayer and there's some parenting areas of your life or just loving people or just some discipline and just being the example that you need to be, if, if, you, if you want prayer for that today, just raise your hand. Thank you for those hands. Just uh, the only other thing that I'm going to ask is um, if there's stuff in your life that um, that you need release from, that you need to let go, that uh, you're struggling with, that you know that you're not giving God everything and you can't, if you want prayer for those, uh, just raise your hand. God, I thank you for the people that are here today, Father. God, I thank you for just um, just some points that can come from a movie. God, just seems so trivial. But God, I pray that you'd speak to us today, Father God. Not just today, but all through the week. God, let us be the examples as parents that you've called us to be. Because we all have kids in one way or another that we help raise and rear. Lord, I just pray that you just give us the boldness, Father. God, give us the words to say to make sure we're leading them in the right direction, Father. God, that we're disciplined with love, Father God, and we're doing the things that you would have us to do. 
Lord, I pray for those that raise their hands, God, they're just struggling with some things. God, I pray that you just help each and every person in here, God, even if they didn't raise their hand. God, Lord, help us just to, to give you full control of our kids, God. Full control of our lives. God, that we would that we would uh, sow blessings, Father God. Not cursings, God. That we would sow goodness. That we would sow kindness, Father. We would sow gentleness. We would sow peace. God, so that we can reap all those things in abundance. Lord, I pray that you'd speak just today, God. Let us know that it is never too late to be a godly example to our kids, to our family, to our spouses. God, I pray that you'd speak just today. Let us turn over a new leaf, Father, so we would live for you. And I thank you for each and everything that you've done. God, and what you're going to do this week, Lord, we praise you. God, and we thank you for it. In your holy name we pray and ask and praise you for all these things. Amen.